Welcome to the Test Kitchen. You are listening to a podcast by Design Bites research team. We bring you bite-sized tips and tricks about food and beverage businesses, as well as interview the change makers in the industry. Join us to the Test Kitchen. Welcome to our fourth episode, where we explore how the current global, even historic, pandemic has affected on some of our case companies locally here in Finland. We have interviewed so far four collaborators and picked their insights on how to navigate a business as well as its services and products through a crisis. Hope this helps you to create more resilient solutions. Enjoy! Based on interviews from 24 Finnish food ventures and 844 COVID-19-related Instagram posts from 66 food ventures from Finland in spring 2020, we found that many companies were active experimenters right away when the pandemic hit. The entrepreneurs described the crisis lowering the threshold for experimentation through the clear need to compensate for lost revenue, sense of urgency, or simply more time to experiment due to the cancelled events and commitments. Most of the experiments done by the food ventures were product-related. Examples of radical changes in product portfolios included Kuro Distillery's hand sanitizer. We interviewed Mikko Koskinen, the co-founder of Kuro Distillery, who shared the story of having to quickly make the call to enter the completely new product category. That one was definitely like really, really quick. It's in the, the evening. Me, I had to start a call and answer from very quick a call and, and took a look on, on what is happening. We started to see that um, there were like hospitals that, are, that were afraid of running out of hand disinfectant. So we knew that there's probably going to be quite a bit of demand for that. Uh, in times of crisis, it also felt natural to, to do something that would like help us uh, go through that, uh, that hardship together. So we crafted out like really quickly and outline what are the ingredients that it would require, how much it would cost, what we expect that is a business case. And then had a discussion within our leadership team. And next day we, we decided to uh, go ahead with, with the project. Other changes for product development during the pandemic were slower processes and challenges with testing due to restrictions on in-person interactions. Karme Plumet-Ferrer, the founder of Propitat, from our third episode about food tech and research, faced challenges with product development during the pandemic. Of course, as a small player we are, and a small player that we use to make customers understand what we do by tasting, <laughs> it has been a huge, <laughs> it has had a big impact. So we we have seen some, some, we had to change basically our strategy. In our next episode, we will be chatting with Petri Nulander from Yusup, a company creating new Zen drinks. You are going to get a little teaser now here into the episode when Petri tells how it was to build a company during the pandemic months and how it affected on their product development. We actually yeah, founded the company in the middle of, uh, of the pandemic. So uh, I think we were established in April or, or so. Yeah, there was a lot of time to focus on planning. <laughs> planning and, uh, in that point and, and what comes to product development, there are normally labs involved because we don't have our own labs we have partners for that and they don't take visitors so 
yeah, it's easy to say that it takes a lot of time to FedEx all the samples back and forth all the time because you cannot just go there and, and do 10 different variations and taste everything uh, in a one day and then go home. You need to make those samples and send it, send those uh, to us and we give feedback and then some new samples again and that takes a lot of time. So need to be patient. <laughs> Have you found any solutions for this, Petri? We're just, yeah, trying to uh, be smart, be as accurate as possible with all the briefs and all the feedback and comments we yeah, gave to the partners. That that's mainly was the only, only way to handle it. For the feedback, uh, for the feedback, uh, nothing really break throughing, uh, but we have been doing a lot of collaborations with partners who know our segment well and are, are being in, in contact with them. One of the most like difficult and challenging thing is that people are staying at home and they're do- doing everything virtually. Yeah, we have been trying to get access for food deliveries and, and, and if, if there is... Uh, partners who are doing like virtual exercising things if they are sending out some sample package to consumers we are trying to get access for those those and really just sending out a lot of cans uh, in different places where the uh, consumers are at the moment. Additionally, many of the experiments would result in new skills, relationships and building brand recognition through increased publicity. Some even ended up becoming permanent additions to the solutions portfolio of the ventures. The closing of restaurants, cafes and bars, as well as social distancing measures, resulted in cancellations of events and sales, driving many companies to experiment with new sales channels. These experiments included launching web stores, establishing new physical sales points, such as kiosks and windows on the walls, as well as collaborating with others to expand distribution. Mikko from Kuro Distillery tells about their experiments with vault deliveries. I think what the pandemic has opened up is um, new opportunities, but those opportunities might look very different from what they used to be. They might be related to more on the fact that people are, are having the drinks more at home and how can you serve people at home better? Or they might be uh, related to doing products that enable bars to, to gather as much profit as possible with least amount of time. Or like there's new needs that have arised and they might not be as sort of um, taste-centered as usually, they might be more on the occasion or uh, channel innovation side. I'm taking this call in the middle of our local creative agency's meeting room, and I'm surrounded by boxes of gin and two fridges that definitely don't fit the interior. And that's uh, that's because uh, we operate our wall store um, from this location, meaning that in an hour and a half, people in like central Berlin, can order our products and have them at home in approximately 30 minutes. That's, I would say, is something that, like, it's not innovation in terms of doing a new product for for bottle, but it's uh, innovation in terms of making a package that enables you to do a proper gin and tonic at home if you don't feel like going out or if, if you're guaranteed. Also, Yusup from our next episode, 
were ideating yet unexplored sales channels in this new situation. Petri from Yusup explains here what they did. Of course, the consumer behavior has gone through a lot through this this year. And yeah, the consumers which you found somewhere a year ago, you don't find them in the same place anymore and they are not buying from same channels as before. Yeah, and probably it will stay and, and then still modify when, when moving forward. And we try to yeah see, see and for, forecast what the consumer behavior will be when, I don't know if you can, can say things normalize or, or the next steps uh, will, will come and we see what, what happens where people will spend time, how they will move around the cities and, and, and how the whole behavior will change. So we really try to learn and, and then see and be smart what, what happens in, in, in that scene. Overall, however, experiments in distribution processes and partners were mostly incremental in most company cases, whereas experiments in internal processes included more drastic shifts from pre-crisis operations. This happened for Karme Plumet Ferrer and Propitat, when their plans for internationalization were changed to focus more on the local market in Finland. We had to change basically our strategy. We were about to go international and, and suddenly all the activities we were planning were cancelled and uh, had to, in a way, in a way restructure and, and try to focus again on national market and how to build a strategy a bit different. Not only has the pandemic resulted in profound changes for individual food companies, but it has changed the way we design, produce, choose, deliver and enjoy food. When the new normal resulting from the pandemic becomes more permanent, even the players previously opting out of experimentation may be forced to change. For example, Lauri Reuter from Nordic Food Tech Venture Capital and from our third episode where we talk about food tech sees the pandemic as having accelerated the pace of change in the food industry. I think, you know, at least we realize again how important food is and what an important role technology plays there. I think well, there's been a couple of obvious changes. Obviously, you know, food delivery and e-commerce we know the whole change into it has been accelerating. It's nothing new, but it's been just accelerating. The same thing with uh, plant-based foods. We've seen a massive acceleration uh, from, for many reasons. Uh, we've seen that the meat supply chains, especially in US and Germany, have been very fragile for this kind of... Um, and we're seeing people paying more attention to the health effects of food and their diets, maybe because they're spending more time at home and they you know, have more time to pay attention to it. Um, and we also seen, well, interestingly, also in Finland, uh, kind of maybe we've opened our eyes and realized how dependent we are on labor that comes from elsewhere outside of the borders, which we probably did not think about the Finnish food being so dependent on, you know, uh, Ukrainian labor, but it is. So, uh, so the kind of uh, resilience of the food supply in so many ways has, has been more talked about, and that is really important. But I don't see any. I don't see any fundamental changes that would have. I don't see anything radically new with this crisis. I see just the changes that were already there accelerating with this this situation. Also, Mirka Ulin, 
a freelance consultant and the founder of the company North Tea, who was our guest in our second episode talking about finding the soul of products, felt that the pandemic will have a long-lasting impact on the food sector. Maybe it has actually just pointed out how much I I just don't want to create new products for the fun of it. I want that there is an actual need, need for it. And instead of creating new products, I would put my energy on um, how to make the ongoing things even better in an environmental friendly level, on a level that the company is doing well, on a level that the employees feel better. And also I wouldn't, at this moment, I wouldn't do that kind of uh, high-end products. I would design daily stuff that kind of it's more on the consumption level that everyone can reach. But there's a lot of studies on on the fact that the food sector is so huge at the moment. We have big players that actually maybe in the future we have uh, smaller players and we are more focused on minor things and uh, we will perhaps have even more retail shops in the future. We will might even buy our food straight from the farmer, which would be super great, of course, that if, if the supply chain wouldn't be that long. And how I see it, that we should definitely put our resources together. The farmers should work with the neighbor farmers and sort of put their efforts and energy together and then they could offer something for the consumers the customers that would be even better on an environmental friendliness aspect it's the decisions what we can make what kind of products we use when do we use do we buy uh, tomatoes all around the year but also maybe the end, end users the customers could work with their farmers more closely maybe it's not only that we will pay for the farmer to get our potatoes there. Maybe if we work closely with some farmer, we also give our time and energy for the, for the for this company. While the pandemic has brought staggering challenges, it was also seen as a wake-up call to businesses and consumers alike. Indeed, crisis can give permission to hustle, even in established institutions, and help to unite communities behind common causes. As such, they can spark not only new inventions, but increase collaboration to take new ideas forward. Increasing collaborative experimentation can help the food industry during the crisis, but also build its resiliency and competitiveness going forward. Thank you for listening. We hope that this year will be full of creativity, innovations and good food. Now you might have already some kind of idea what our next episode is going to be about. Our next guest is Petri Nulander from Yusup, a company creating nude scent drinks. With Petri, we are discussing about new food products, which are still considered as illegal, such as drinks from a cannabis plant. Join us to chat about working with officials, learn what kanna curious means, and hear tips for companies working with food products, which the law does not allow to sell to the consumers just yet. Till next time! This podcast was brought to you by Design Bytes Research Team at Design Factory Aalto University in Helsinki, Finland. We investigate food and beverage companies and their co-creation, collaboration and experimentation practices. Thanks for joining!